So you decided you want to buy a gun, but how do you choose which one? You don't have time to test every handgun, rifle, and shotgun out there. NorCal Gun Vault can help you out. Yeah, the folks that work there are passionate about firearms. They hunt, they shoot. You can tell it's not just a job for them, and it shows in their ability to find the perfect firearm for you. NorCal Gun Vault is fully stocked with hundreds of handguns, rifles, shotguns, not to mention tons of ammo, dozens of accessories. Yeah, whether shooting is just a hobby, you're a hunter, or you're thinking about owning your first gun, NorCal Gun Vault has exactly what you're looking for. By the way, if cash is tight right now, but you really want to get a gun, NorCal Gun Vault will work with you to create a layaway program individually tailored to what makes sense for your budget. NorCal Gun Vault opens seven days a week, locally owned and operated. Check them out at NorCalGunVault.com. NorCalGunVault.com. It really matters when you're dealing with experts. Go to NorCalGunVault.com. NorCalGunVault.com. Are we ready to start? One, two, three. I'm a proud Democrat, but first and foremost, I'm a proud Republican and Democrat and mostly American. Can you believe in miracles? Yes, you can. On a shucky-ducky kind of day. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. I'm f***ing up and ready and running. So the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yeah. Real classy. Why don't we just go to the story? Talk radio has made people lack confidence in a lot of our existing institutions. The best place to get real information is the Armstrong and Getty show. <laughs> they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Here. Why are you here today? I don't watch the news. The birthplace of talk radio. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners. And here's their response. We're so gallantly streaming. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C, C, Senor, where we plan to bring you information, laughter, and frankly, power. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Marshall Phillips, back in the saddle. After a bout with painful dental oral surgery. So good to see you. Thank you. I was picturing the scene from the classic W.C. Fields dentist's routine. Mm. Is that more or less the way it went? I will get into it in a minute or so. Up on your chest with his foot. (laughs) (laughs) The pliers. i got to play that for my kids. That's one of the (laughs) all-timers. Anyway, welcome to the show. Welcome to the danged show. So much to talk about. So exciting. You know one thing? When we first started in talk radio, our boss said, August are the dog days of talk radio. Oh, yeah. Every, yeah. All the news people go on vacation. Politicians go on vacation dog days. So that's when right. you need to be prepared to have some stories like, 
you know, uh, where what's 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 what was your first job like, or you know, something to fill in because there's no news. Well, that's well, right. And we used to take a lot of calls too and talk radio. Some shows that you know have nothing to say still do. But um, there are no dog days of uh, talk radio anymore. Well, I was going to say, and all the listeners are on vacation, so it's just, uh, you know, it's just dead. Not anymore. It couldn't be more lively. It's it's, um, exciting. It's frightening and, frankly, powerful. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that's what we're going to do. We're going to study the world. Study the world. Uh, Study, study, study it. I filled in for you. It was so good oh, to have you back. Doing yeah. Yeah. yeah, so good to have you back. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah study yeah. the world. Yeah, you sounded great, Marshall. <laughs> Those new teeth sound great. <laughs> oh, there we go. So let's introduce everybody. We'll start with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hired this morning, Michael. I'm doing great. I, I'm glad Marshall's back. The whole crew's back. It just it, it feels so much better. But um, it's Friday. I, I'm just in a good mood. I, I I'm just finished up. Uh, t- I'm taking care of a neighbor's house. I just uh, I have to get up early in the morning, go feed the animals, and then hop on the highway and get here. So I'm just, I got the adrenaline, you know. How many animals? What kind of animals? Uh, just dogs, cats, and uh, yeah, just no dogs llamas cats. or no camels llamas or anything like that. Gotcha. No. A single ferret. Dogs, cats, and ferrets. You know, yeah. Michael, it's funny that you should say that you're in a great mood and fine spirits and stuff like that because when I greeted you in the parking lot today, you came off as uh, sullen. You know, I was wondering. Unfriendly. No. Actually, Joe, I was going angry. I didn't want to run up to you like a puppy because you were ahead of me. I thought, you know, that would look a little silly. Joe was ahead of me. And, you know, he said, oh, good morning, that. but well, I still didn't have all my stuff. And so I didn't okay. want to run up to him. And Well, it's just I said, good morning. And you said, good morning. Oh. <laughs> a-hole. I mean, the a-hole was well, unspoken, but you know, I it, was, it echoed. Uh, we were both parking at the same time. Yes. And I thought, Joe is probably watching me. I've got to get this right. And so I'm sitting with the what? car. Yeah, your 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 judgmentalism on parking has really frightened <laughs> yes. a lot of people yes. and an inability to get their cars where they want them. Well, Michael parked. Then he went to his trunk. You rearranging yeah. the bodies back there to <laughs> make sure they all fit or what? And then he he grunts at me in barely human fashion. I thought, wow, I'm sorry, what, did, what did I do? I should have run up I... and put my arm around you. <laughs> well, that's the worst when you arrive at the same time with a coworker. Do you yeah. wait for them? Do they wait for you and walk up together? You pretend you didn't see them and walk. Right? Are they in a good mood or are they in a bad mood? <laughs> right. I'm I'm always in a good mood. Okay. <laughs> Next time I see you, I'll run up to you and... Wet kiss. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right on the cheek. <laughs> Arms and legs around him. Like, oh, full on... Oh, Lord. <laughs> like you're a four-year-old. Hey! <laughs> uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, uh, Sean? Greetings. <laughs> I, uh, I, was, I was really touched yesterday by uh, by Joe sharing the story of him and his, uh, his daughter bonding over the timeless comedy of the Marx Brothers. And I couldn't help but be reminded of the first time that my dad introduced me to the Who's On First routine oh, yeah. from Abbott and Costello, and I just died laughing. Oh, yeah. I probably made it. No, rewind it. Play it. it was on a cassette tape. You had to rewind. Yeah. You couldn't just jump to the track. It, rewind it. Play it. I probably made him play it 20 times in a row. It, I, it was the funniest thing I'd ever heard, and I, I just, am just such an appreciator of those sort of timeless comedy routines. When I was a kid, we'd come home from Sunday school, and for whatever reason, Laurel and Hardy was on, and, and uh, we would watch that all together, and it was so freaking good. i got to show that stuff to my kids, too. You know what I haven't? I don't think Delaney's ever seen uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, oh. which is an all-timer. I mean, it's just ridiculous. But it's, <laughs> yes. it's, it's fabulous. There's Vincent. Uh, he's this nation's most prominent Asian-American talk show personality. How are you, Vincent? Got into a verbal... Fracas with Harry the Hoarder. You guys have seen slash heard the audio. 
Yes, video. it is <laughs> astonishing. Vincent put out a YouTube presentation yesterday. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, having recorded the conversation, and I found it about as interesting as... It's more interesting than 90% of the things on television. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're dealing with a crazy person. That was I, fantastic. I, essentially, it boils down, I caught him dumping motor oil into my yard. He denies it. I listened to the tape. I, I, I realized that. <laughs> <laughs> Who's back do you got here? Why are you taking his side? I'm on his side. Oil Trader. <laughs> Cindy Sheehan over there. Uh, dumped oil into my yard. And then. That's a crazy thing to do. Yeah, that morphed into him complaining about my dryer sheets again. Yes. Again. And, yes. And uh, I like when you say it's a Procter and Gamble product. <laughs> Everybody loves it. That was my favorite part. He, he was like, "What are you using in your dryer?" As if I'm using baby diapers for dryer sheets. So well, it, I, I'm going to pull a DDT. Joe Getty. I'm going to pull a Joe Getty here, and I said, "He asked, what are you using for in your dryer?'" And I said, "Spucking bounce dryer sheets, dude." <laughs> and then. Uh, it, so- my neighbor, who uh, usually has my back, I won't mention his name, uh, he got into it and it got physical. Cops were called. Last night? Oh, really? Yes. yes. So after this video you took? Yes. There was a physical altercation? Yes. I wow. wasn't involved, but wow. I, I watched it. Yeah. Wow. So was th- that was th- your neighbor ringing the doorbell over yes. and over while he was talking? Yes. That's so crazy. Because he knew he wasn't getting to me, or I, he he wasn't getting any resolution. That I was I was going to stop using the dryer. So he just starts ringing the doorbell to, right to me. <laughs> to me, that was the craziest thing of the whole, whole the whole deal. The other stuff, I could see the argument happening with certain people. But the ringing the bell over and over and uh, over just to make you mad, that's crazy behavior. Did, that <laughs> well, the guy's plainly nuts. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he just, had tried the doorbell before to start a conversation to maybe build a bridge between this gap between the two of you, and he was just checking to see if it actually worked. So the no? cops actually got involved later with the same dude. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Wow. Good stuff. Uh, there's Marsha Phillips, who makes his triumphant return to the Armstrong and Getty Show with, with or without pain. I have got to say, thanks to a team of extremely talented dental professionals, I am back. The team led by Dr. Casagrande and Dr. Alpha. I tell you, they put me down like a dog, had the twilight sleep. The doctors told me I was moving my legs like I was running through a meadow while they were working on me. <laughs> wow, how odd. <laughs> yeah. like trying you, to run a fight or flight. Like you were running through a meadow. They uh, measured me. They measured me for my new gold teeth. So now I am ready to go as we join hands and move towards the nuclear precipice. There you go. I don't think they put you down like a dog. Oh, yes. I'm not oh, sure you'd much, be here. Much, no, much like a dog with twilight sleep. Yes. I gotcha. see. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it's good to have you back. Thank you. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is already Friday, August the 11th, 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right. Here we go. Let's begin the show officially coding to FCC rules and regs at Mark. He does something in Guam, it will be an event the likes of which nobody's seen before, what will happen in North Korea. And when you say that, what, what do you mean? You'll see. You'll see. And he'll see. He will see. It's not a dare. It's a statement. It has nothing to do with dare. That's a statement. He's not going to go around threatening Guam, and he's not going to threaten the United States, and he's not going to threaten Japan. And he's not going to threaten South Korea. No, that's not a a dare, as you say. That is a statement of fact. There you go. Mm. 
As I heard somebody point out, whilst he was saying maybe my other statement wasn't strong enough, he actually clarified uh, and drew the line back a little bit in his statement yesterday by saying if he does something in Guam. Whereas the other day we were all wondering, are you saying threats are your red line or action? Yesterday he said more or less action is his red line. You got to run everything through the Trump slater. So he moved the the, the line of we'll react a little further out. While at the same time, you know, offering a lot of uh, uh, bluster. Right. Which has been backed up from a surprising Trump detractor. Want to play that for you later. One of Trump's biggest critics said, you know, somebody had to say it. Which is interesting. What are other headlines, Marshall? Well, this morning, President Trump turns up the fire and fury. We're locked and loaded now. Google calls off And the- frankly, power... Google calls off the company's town hall meeting and diversity fears of cyberbullying. I'm so glad you're doing this story. And Google, for, you fools. And for Michelangelo and coffee lovers everywhere, the latest studies on coffee, cure-all or curse. <laughs> oh, boy. Coming up, 635, Armstrong and Getty. How's my bag look? Oh, it's, it's fine. It's good. Full of uh, whistleblowing and insights. Wow. The, the secrets uh, disclosed. And Clips of the Week coming up. Oh, my. This is a six-pound show in a five-pound bag is what this is. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. What's up? We got so much stuff to jam into this little uh, segment. All morning long, so much. Oh, I'm telling you. Mailbag's great, too. We could devote two segments to it, and we only have like half a, a segment for it. Just, just, just an embarrassment of riches. The show's usually an embarrassment of one kind or another. This morning, it's of riches. Right now, though, it's time to f- take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Right here. In this moment, standing with you, I see my forever. I understand that. No, you don't understand. You still got the gun pointing at me, bro. Relax. No, I'm not going to relax. Get the gun off me. We have children of color in other cultures, and we want to make sure that they're able to cross the threshold of those three schools and be comfortable within their surroundings. And as I said, they will be met with fire, fury, and frankly, power, the likes of which this world has never seen before. Thank you. Joining us live now from the White House is Deputy Assistant to the President, Sebastian Gorka. Mr. Gorka, good to see you. Thank you for being with us. Greetings. Hammered. Oh boy. Oh. Gallantly bleed 40% chance she's like dating the owner of the racetrack uh, uh, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And says, I can sing, let me sing. It's the bomb bursting in, in midair there. 
<laughs> That's a little play on words for you. Mailbag, hey. <laughs> Guys, I've been stationed at LAAFB since January. Uh, friends I stayed with initially told me about the radio station you're on, the mighty AM 1150, the Patriot. Been simply outstanding uh, listening to you guys while driving. Thank you. That said, please, for the love of all that's holy, don't play that tone-deaf, drunken broads national anthem again. I say that with a laugh, but that, it was definitely a test of my loyalty to the show. Had to turn it down, but not off. Let's hear it again! Oh, the ramparts we watched were Is it the so next part where she... Now that's just yelling at me. <laughs> you hear the crowd? Oh! <laughs> Turn it off. And, you got to put that chick in Gitmo. I don't care who she is. The scene, in case you don't know, is her standing in the back of a pickup at a demo derby. So right. I think Sean's right. She's dating the owner of the track and says, I can sing. <laughs> How come you never let me sing? All right. Go out there and sing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the uh, the note there, Joey. That's Good funny. to hear from you, bro. Uh, let's see. Where was I? Um, da, da, da. Guys, don't take this the wrong way, but you are the BuzzFeed of talk radio. And that's a good thing. No, scratch that. That's an awesomely entertaining and informative thing. The way you can go from hard-hitting, intelligent conversations to a DJ. She spells it capital D, capital J, E-H. DJ. That's pretty good. D-W-J-A-Y-H. <laughs> the way you can go from hard-hitting, intelligent conversations to a DJ. Grabbing T-Swizzle's bare ass cheek is nothing short of brilliant. Okay, well, maybe a little short, but not as short as Taylor's skirt, am I right? Hey, now! <laughs> wow, she's riffing. Seriously, though, you guys are doing it right. Don't quit your day jobs. Where else would I hear Ian Bremmer and the horrors of Pug's eyeballs popping out? <laughs> Sound effects and all. Uh, KBMRFL, keep being my reason for living. Holly in Utah. And now the weather. Uh, Every hmm. time I look at my dog, I think, is now the time your eyes pop out? Because I'm not looking forward to this. <laughs> Grr. Uh, you're in my head way too much, writes uh, Jay. Uh, I'm a blue-collar worker living in the East Bay of San Francisco. I'm also a member of a multi-employer benefit trust, which means on behalf of a membership of employees, a team of representatives decides how to invest our pool of money, etc., etc. Quarterly meetings, etc. Comparisons between sharp ratio returns on short duration, high and low yield, and mid-cap BP bonds, government, commercial, real estate investments, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then she mentions uh, that uh, the, the, how the first of the month's coming, the government will have to pay rent. And all I could think of was on the rent. The rent is too damn high. Couldn't help but chuckle out loud. My colleagues were quite confused as to how the volatility of REITs and below investment grade bonds was so amusing. Then somebody was talking about their certain... Ah, I'm tired of this email. It's nice <laughs> note, though. Turn it off. Wow. <laughs> well, somebody yeah. said there's a clump of muscles that has to get operated in their shoulder, and Jay started thinking clump of muscles were playing this weekend and started to laugh out loud again during the discussion of bonds, etc. Clump of muscles. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's see. What is it? Okay, that's good, but... 
Uh, nice note from James here, frequent correspondent, then non-correspondent for a long time. Turns out he's been uh, battling the medium sea for eight months. I wondered why we hadn't been hearing from James. Uh, he's brought us the latest developments in goat yoga, which continues to be hot. I know, to, to my wife. It, it's uh, just grown. Drives my wife crazy. In what sense? That you're not in on it? or No, that it's just dominated. to the. It's, it's hard to have any real goat discussions in the goat world without it coming up. Yay to for hear you people know. who are serious about their it's goats hijack the serious yeah, goat discussion. Exactly. Right. That's you, exactly what is happening. Yay to have the goat goat world you know sullied by this sort of. Crap. Well, if you're in the goat world, uh, the next. Um, oh, a quick note here from uh, Rocky with an eye. Um, yeah, on uh, the jackal eclipse, crowd versus solitude. We brought our children to a few total eclipses around the world. Oh my, the jet set. We got an email yesterday from somebody who's been to 18 of them. Wow. Traveled the globe. It's, it's the, their life's ambition. Already has uh, uh, booked in, uh, hotels in Malaysia for 2022 or something like that. Wow. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, anyway, uh, when they were youngsters, they definitely had a much greater appreciation of these events when we were with a crowd of people. They definitely fed off the energy of those around us. Yeah, because I can see if you're in a crowd... Um. You know, ooing and aahing and all that sort of stuff. My son has said he's for the us being alone out in a, a field. Interesting. Sort of. So I think that's what we're going to do. Just well, that's fair. Because okay. I have this feel, I have this concern that, like, the second the eclipse is over, because it only lasts, like, two minutes, second's over, everybody's in their cars and jamming the highway. Right. And I just think that would really be a downer after the fun celestial event to just be sitting in traffic for the next three hours. Yeah. Bumper to well, bumper. Well, you could talk about it excitedly for a while. Here's what I would like to figure out. So if I stare directly at the sun, that's bad, right? But if I'm like, my back's to it and I'm trying to film it with my iPhone, can I then watch the iPhone later, the video of it, without damaging my eyes? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely not. That'll blind you. (laughs) So uh, here is a note from a a faggoty friend, Al Anonymous, a friend of Armstrong and Getty over 10 years. This is a controversial email. This is a shocking email. A, it has to do with a sexual matter. It is not for those easily offended. In fact, I probably shouldn't even read it. Um, That's what I was thinking. Guys, maybe Bannon is not a gymnast. You and Jack keep mentioning how flexible Bannon must be in order to perform the act that Mr. Scaramucci described. But there is an alternate theory. I don't Maybe know. Maybe he don't just know that has I hear this. an enormous unit. Oh. Then Alnonymous tells the tale of being a rookie correctional officer working in a prison. Doing rounds one night, when I saw an inmate performing the very act Mr. Scaramucci had described, wow. I stopped dead in my tracks, was speechless. All the inmate had to do was look down, and there it was. The other inmates predictably called him Tripod. Wow. Yeah. So he, he could as easily as you could scratch your knee. Interesting. Which is, uh, that is interesting. The human anatomy, so many variations. <laughs> so much wonder. So much wonder. <laughs> when we come back, the functioning of the pancreas. So much wonder. Uh, so Marshall's got the news. Uh, if you weren't paying attention, Trump doubled and tripled down on the whole North Korea better not thing, um, which is uh, getting 
criticized out of surprising quarters for me and backed up out of surprising quarters for me. So it, uh, it strikes different people different ways. He wow. quadrupled on it. He tweeted about it this morning. Okay, so he's quadrupled on it. Wow. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So many good things to talk about. This Paul Manafort uh, FBI barge-in thing getting more attention now. What the hell were they doing barging into the house on a crime like this? He's not going to... In the pre-dawn hours? Yeah. Guys in bed with the family and that whole thing. He's not uh, Scarface. He's well, not he gonna, looks like him. He's not going to meet you at the door with a machine gun. What's going on there? Yeah, that seems odd to me. So more on that coming up. Why don't you show up at 8 o'clock in the morning, knock on the door, say, excuse me, Mr. Manafort, sorry to bother you, but we need to execute this search warrant. So uh, your wife, you don't have kids here. Okay, well, we need to come in. I mean, there's no reason not to do that. He's not going to go crazy. Well, I we got the opinion of one of your uh, legal scholars on cable news weighing in. It's pretty interesting. Coming up right now, the news with Marshall Phillips. Well, not backing down. President Trump up and tweeting warnings to North Korea this morning. Vincent Nicholas, our official President Trump tweet reader. Military solutions are now fully in place, locked and loaded, should North Korea act unwisely. Hopefully, Kim Jong-un will find another path. <laughs> Trump getting criticized for some of his earlier statements in the face of North Korea's threats to unleash on them. Fire and fury like the world has never seen. Now, what about the power? Everybody mentions the fire and fury. Frankly, power. They leave out the frankly power. To those critics, Trump said on Thursday. The people that were questioning that statement, was it too tough? Maybe it wasn't tough enough. They've been doing this to our country for a long time, for many years. And it's about time that somebody stuck up for the people of this country and for the people of other countries. So, uh, if anything, maybe that statement wasn't tough enough. I was watching MSNBC yeah. this morning, because I like to know what the, uh, the people who are hating on Trump think. Ugh. And everybody at the table but one said, you know what? I think it needed to be said. I'm glad he said it. Really? Everybody but I'm one. I'm shocked, because I listened a bit this morning and I thought, this is the everything Trump does is wrong channel. Where the NBC stands for everything Trump does is wrong. And it's just, it's relentless, and it's so lacking in imagination, it's just boring. I'll play a clip for you coming up a bit so later. I'm pleased and somewhat surprised to hear that. I don't know if they're right, by the way. <laughs> oh, they're right. I don't know if I agree with them, but... I do. Yes, Sean, you want to weigh in? Well, I just, I, I, this is totally nitpicking and it's not fair, but I wish he would say, instead of other countries or lifts, uh, uh, of the Americans and American allies. I don't know why. That, that just seems weird that he doesn't say that. But it's it doesn't really mean anything, and I, I don't know I why. There's no I in allies. Is I, that what you're saying? I wish his whole <laughs> statement, since it's pretty a pretty important thing to do, would be more coherent, coherent and thought out, and you know, put together in a neat little package. Sure, I, with no with no guessing what you mean. I wish the whole thing were like that. Company-wide Google Town Hall that had been planned for yesterday amid the controversy over a memo critical of Google's diversity programs that was posted internally by a since-fired software engineer has been canceled. Canceled because of employee safety concerns after days of online harassment. The CEO, Sundar Pichai, wrote to employees, Googlers are concerned about their safety and they're worried they may, may be outed publicly for asking a question in the town hall. So they, they submit questions for yes. the town hall. 
And and somehow somebody leaked all the questions and who wanted to ask them. Right. And now people on various sites are harassing those people online. So I don't know. Everybody gets harassed online. How serious is it really? I mean, you you pansies, you fear, you quote unquote, feel like it's an unsafe environment if somebody questions what you believe. So now you're saying, oh, I don't know, they're afraid for their safety. I don't know what you mean in this case. I mean, you cry wolf when you see a squirrel in your world. So what do you mean unsafe? I don't even, I don't know. Michelangelo, (laughs) I I have no idea what they mean. Michelangelo, I know you and many others follow these studies uh, very, very closely, and I wanted to bring them up because we've got the word that greater consumption of coffee can lead to a longer life, according yes. to two new major studies. Perfect. It's good to hear. One of them looked at more than half a million Europeans. They found drinking more coffee can significantly lower a person's risk of mortality. The second study focused on non-white populations and there, too, the researchers found coffee increases longevity across various races. There you go. Oh, you all, it's bringing us all together. The now, did, they, did they factor anything in, like the sort of people who drink coffee tend to live less dangerous lifestyles or anything like that? Not that I know of, but they found that anybody or people who drink two to four cups of coffee a day had an 18% lower risk of death compared with people who did not drink coffee. You know, I've always wondered about people who don't drink alcohol. I, I hear somebody doesn't drink. I, I'm a, you know, I, I got a little reserve in the back of my mind all the time. What else is weird about you? No. And the same with coffee. <laughs> Mm. Well, I mean, somebody who doesn't drink coffee, I think, yeah, okay, I'm going to keep my eye on you. You might be perfectly all right. It's not a, you know, it's not a litmus test, but it's definitely an indication of weirdness about it to me. <laughs> oh, yeah, you open a file on them. Right? Yeah, the exactly. Parliament's the law enforcement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Somebody who doesn't drink alcohol at all or, co- or caffeine at all, and I think, oh, okay, all right, what's going on here? What if, what if they are, say, Mormon? Well, the, uh, as I said, they're a not, member of that church. It's not a litmus test in general at all. Right, right, you could yeah. be perfectly fine, but the file is open. Right. <laughs> We're looking for other evidence of weirdness. If it turns out they're yeah. uh, an observant Mormon, you then close the file. Or you're just healthy or whatever. But sure. Keeping yeah, an eye on, on you. We're keeping an eye on you. Yep. Yes. At your news, I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Jack, coffee not actually a bean, but a berry. Back to you. <laughs> <laughs> so why does everybody call it coffee beans? I don't know. Ask him. I know a coffee shop I like called the bean. In fact, you ought to ask him. Boy, I loved coffee. I Sometimes I grind my own beans. Whoa, whoa, you! Why'd you just call it a bean? <laughs> ask him. I'm going to go into the coffee bean and yes. say, It's a berry! Idiots! It's a berry, people! <laughs> Why have you turned your coffee shop into a den of lies? You know, I'm going to stop by there every day on the way home. Just walk in, open the door. It's a berry! Shut the door and walk out. I think every that's day. a great idea. Yeah. For like... 15 years. (laughs) Become a thing. Yes. Uh, Some interesting comments on a variety of Trump's moves. This uh, Manafort raid, particularly a law professor steps in. Pretty interesting stuff. This would be getting a lot more attention if we weren't on the brink of nuclear war. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I thought it was a very, very uh, uh, strong 
uh, signal or whatever. Uh, I know Mr. Manafort, I haven't spoken to him in a long time, but I know him. He was with the campaign, as you know, for a very short period of time, relatively short period of time. But I've that was my favorite part yesterday. Oh, Welcome boy. to the Armstrong and Getty Show, where they bring up Paul Manafort, who he's known for 30 years, who lives in Trump Tower. And uh, and Trump says, I, I know Mr. Manafort. I haven't spoken to him in a long time. He was our campaign manager for a short period of time. You know, like there were two ships passing in the night there right, for a little while. <laughs> yeah, definitely distancing himself, <laughs> which funny. is interesting. That was kind of and funny. Are you up on the National Enquirer angle of this? No, I'm not. Well, you remember the publisher of the uh, National Enquirer is, is buddies with Trump. And just a couple of days before General Flynn was indicted or investigated or, or fired. Oh, it was just, just a couple of days before he was fired. He was on the cover of the National Enquirer. Meaning, according to some wags, that Trump gave him the go-ahead. Yeah, you can go ahead and throw Flynn under the uh, bus uh, at the Enquirer. That's fine. Well, m- guess who's on the cover of the National Enquirer this morning? Paul Manafort. Trump advisor sex scandal. Paul Manafort's sick affair. Target and FBI Russia probe also cheated with woman half his age. So is Manafort getting comfy under the old bus So uh, this would have been the biggest story of the week if we weren't uh, on the brink of nuclear war with North Korea, that, uh, that the president's campaign manager had his house raided by the FBI. Raided in an unusual way also. Um, this uh, was discussed this morning by Georgetown law professor Jonathan Turley. I actually think people are a little bit too thrilled to see a Trump associate subject of a no-knock uh, warrant. I've been a critic of no-knock warrants for years. It's very troubling. I, I don't. I think it was gratuitous. I think it was excessive. There are about twenty thousand of these a year that occur. Uh, is not the norm to have a no-knock warrant in a white-collar crime case. No-knock warrants were designed primarily for dangerous drug dealers. The Supreme Court has expressed its concern. Lower courts have expressed its concern. But federal judges have. Ent- Entirely refused to carry out their duty to try to restrict this. I mean, what did they think he was going to do? Try to flush his laptop down the toilet or meet him at the door with a Glock? I mean, it, it, it seemed to me rather excessive. That is wild. I love Jonathan Turley. I didn't know that that's what happened. And, it yeah. would, you know, it didn't, like I said, it didn't get the attention it deserved. I mean, that's a hell of a thing. This is the first time that I've thought, okay, is this going to be a fair investigation? Because all along I've thought, okay, you know, uh, what's his name? Mueller and his guys, they're going to be fair. You know, uh, Lady Justice with the blindfold on, that sort of thing. This going into Manafort's house, busting in while he's asleep, what the hell, what the hell is that? Yeah, that seems crazy to me. That's so dangerous, too. Oh, yeah. And cops know this. If you if somebody knocks down my door, I'm going for my gun. Oh, absolutely. Immediately. Oh, yeah, I hear my door bust open. The first thing I'm doing is... Trying to remember the combination of my safe so I can get my gun out. Because <laughs> when you have little kids, it's about the only way. But uh, but yeah, yeah, I'd be thinking, oh my god, it's on. Yeah, yeah, and 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 yeah, that's incredibly well, stupid. He went on to say, and that was on uh, MSNBC this morning. He said this almost never happens, almost never with white collar crime, right? And there's just no need for it. Well, so what was going on there? Is that is that just to embarrass the you know the Trump people or or, or make it seem like it's something bigger than it is? I mean, what's going on? I don't know. Uh, here's a caveat: if something comes out that makes it clear why they did that, 
Okay, great. We'll talk about it. We'll bring it to you. Like he's running guns for well, the Russians? Or I something? can't imagine what it would be. Um, but uh, based on what we know at this point, it seems crazy. It seems really ill-advised, stupid, and there's got to be a reason they did that. And it's either he was running guns for the Russians or... Or it's just it's 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 rotten, politically motivated. Uh, I don't know something harassment, something or other. Yeah, you yeah. know what? I gotta I gotta reach out to some of my anonymous sources. The, um, the other weird aspect of it is, I'm surprised he is a is a rich, powerful guy hasn't pushed back against this harder. Um, he hired a new legal team and everything like that. But I mean, if it was completely unwarranted, if you'll pardon the expression, um, because it was warranted. <laughs> By a judge. Well, yeah, specifically. But if if going in, you know, just bashing open the door and running in like that, like he's, you know, going to flush drugs down or or come to the door with a gun or something like that. Yeah. Um, Maybe he's got one of those interlocking Russian doll things where the little doll's inside the bigger doll and the littler doll's inside the little doll. And it's got like love notes from Putin inside the littlest (laughs) doll. And he's just, he's trying to lay low. He's trying to play it cool. I'm surprised Manafort didn't make a really big deal out of this. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. Trump. I know him. I I used to know him. I met him. Once. I haven't talked to him in a long time. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the guy you mentioned, Man of Manafort. Manafort. Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah. For thirty years, and he lives like two floors below you. <laughs> I wonder if Trump's hearing something. And he said, "Was it Trump or somebody else who was saying, you know, the guy's a consultant. He gets consultant fees from all over the world.' I if mean, Manafort turns out to be a crook, would you be surprised? No, no. I, I assumed he was a crook the first time I saw him." <laughs> yeah, but what kind of crook? All right, exactly. Not bust into your house, guns drawn crook, I don't think. Unless he is. I'll read the Inquirer. I don't understand how the affair with a girl half his age has it factors in in any way. Is that part of the story? Not really. You're no. listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs>